Greetings and welcome to the Take One Security Podcast. My name is Daniel Meisler. This podcast is me reading and commenting on InfoSec headlines on one take. There will be no preparation, no editing, very little post-production. Goal is to give you a way to audibly consume security news with a bit of analysis in less than 15 minutes. Today is March 9th, 2015. Let's get started. So first of all, sorry about the audio last week. I messed around with using a Bluetooth headset um, because my chair and my desk creak a lot when I have the Yeti mic on it, but uh, the sound quality was just atrocious, so uh, apologies for that. Um, So in the news, CIA is focusing on cyber espionage and its new management structure. So basically, they have a new mandate to basically do offense and defense. Um, for air quotes, cyber. So basically hacking, hacking defense, pursuing hackers, having our own attack capabilities, hopefully. Although it seems the NSA has some of those as well already. um, But I don't know why. uh, It seems like they would unify or something. Um, Sort of going into Bruce Schneier's idea, I, I wonder if that attack and defense capability should come out of the NSA and be consolidated with another group. I'm not sure why it would sit under the CIA. Although I imagine um, each group would have a little bit of something, but it seems like it would be its own organization. Um, Of course, that just opens up to more bureaucracy and, uh, I don't know, difficulty in general with having yet another organization. But uh, that's the new mandate for the CIA, which is pretty interesting. Anthem is refusing an audit by the OIG office, which is basically an org that audits healthcare uh, insurance groups that provide services to federal employees. Um, It's kind of weird that they would just refuse an audit. Uh, Reminds me of the uh, scene in uh, whatever House of Game Cards or or whatever that show is. Um, Yeah, House of Cards, um, where... uh, there's a there's a Russian event where some uh, people get blown up and uh, trying not to do too many spoilers, but basically the Russians try to keep it quiet. They don't let anyone else come investigate their own people getting blown up. And um, I don't know, it just seems kind of obvious that uh, things are pretty bad when you don't allow auditors to come and help figure out what the issue is. I think they know what the issue is. Uh, Maybe it was just that uh, security was not where they thought it should be. And I want to clean up before they allow anyone to see it. Um, And maybe not even malicious, like cleaning up something bad that they did, but just, uh, like I said, not being where they thought they should be. So it's interesting that they just rejected the audit. Um, Not even sure how they're allowed to do that if they're providing services to uh, federal groups, but um, interesting nonetheless. So there's been a possible uh, credit card breach at Mandarin Oriental Hotel Chain, uh, Hotel Group, or whatever it's called. And I think it's actually been confirmed now. Uh, Brian Krebs uh, sort of uh, broke the story. And I think it's been confirmed that it actually uh, was a breach. Uh, Three people uh, were indicted in the Epsilon hack. So it was a couple... I think they're 
two Americans and a Canadian. Um, they had stolen around a billion email addresses and were using them for all sorts of things. But uh, they were selling the list, basically uh, providing it to spammers. And uh, they were just, uh, a couple of them were extradited to the U.S. and I think the other one to Canada. Uh, so I just posted a blog post called The Hierarchy of Information Security Talks. Um, basically, Dave Itell, uh, who's former NSA, really smart guy, um, talks a lot about uh, exploitation, um, hacking in general, also owns uh, Immunity. Uh, I believe that's the parent company. Um, but has a product suite that, that does exploitation. Um, re really interesting stuff and definitely a smart guy. He, and he wrote a, a thought-provoking post last September basically saying, you know, you shouldn't be junk hacking. Um, and he coined this term junk hacking with capitals, um, which is basically he, he claims that anyone can hack their toaster or their blender or their whatever, and that it's he was seeing too many of these IOT talks, air quote, IOT talks at conferences. And he's like, look, we get it. It's easy to hack these things. Why are we still talking about it? Why are people getting all this credit? I think he specifically went after uh, car hacking, which was Charlie Miller's thing. Um, and he even had a play on words about I am the cavalry, uh, which is Josh Corman's thing uh, around protecting basically public service um, or, or public safety oriented things like cars and transportation, that sort of thing around IOT. So he fired a couple uh, shots over people's heads and basically made a stir in, in an interesting way um, and thought provoking way. So uh, I kind of just wanted to respond to that. And my main response was that Maybe he didn't go far enough, okay? Or, or maybe he didn't realize the irony in what he was saying in that it's true what he says about IoT talks, but that actually applies to pretty much every talk um, that's in our conferences right now. Um, there are exceptions. Uh, Dan Gear's talk, his uh, keynote at um, Black Hat 2014 was one notable example. It, it was just you know, phenomenal, talked about all sorts of um, really interesting ideas about how to fix things going forward, how we shouldn't be just thinking about the past, um, where responsibility lies for bad software, things like that. And it was just, it was great. It was, it was a phenomenal talk. And I, I think that kind of thing is needed more. Um, but when Dave is talking about how bad IoT talks are, I think we have to try and contrast that with what the alternative is in, in most cases, at most conferences, in most talks. And the answer is most are about some sort of iterative or derivative, um, you know, breakout or differentiation from an existing hack, or maybe it's a new hack against a web framework or a mobile framework, or there's a new way to attack this type of firmware. But even really sexy things like, you know, reverse engineering and things like that ultimately reduce down to, I found a new way to hack X, right? Uh, it, it ultimately reduces, I would argue, to widget hacking, okay? Whether that widget is a blender 
or a web framework or a mobile framework, you know, you could argue that the scope is larger for a framework because more people are using it, but that's just a scale issue, right? That That's fundamentally not a different type of thing. So what I tried to do is put together a hierarchy of sort of ambition or I don't want to say quality because it's not a matter of quality, but sort of a hierarchy of ambition or scope or perspective when building or viewing uh, an information security talk. So the categories I came up with were at the very top, this is a pyramid, right? So you've got the you know tip of the pyramid uh, going down. So from the top down, or let me start from the bottom up, actually. So at the very bottom, you have sort of the, the basic sort of talk that most people are doing. Uh, and again, that doesn't mean it's bad, which is describe an existing attack or defense idea. This is what most people are doing in most of their talks. Um, I would say this is probably 80% or maybe even 90%. When you get into the more elite talks, you start going higher and higher in the, in the pyramid. So I would say at the next level up, you know, top five conferences, um, it gets into this next level, which is create new tool for existing attack or defense idea. Then you have the level above that, create a new attack idea. Then you have create a new attack tool based on a new attack idea. So you have both a new attack um, concept or technique combined with releasing a new tool around that. So that's really pretty elite. That's uh, three from the top or two from the top. Above that, you have create a new defense idea. How can we actually fix things? And, and I would lump remediation and fixing into defense. Um, and then at the very top, create a new defensive tool based on a new defensive idea. Right? So this is basically clearly putting an emphasis on one, creation over iteration. And two, defense over attack, right? And my main point here is that we already know how to break things, right? Our problem is not that we haven't figured out enough ways things are broken or we haven't understood that things are broken and that it's easy to break them more ways, um, we already know that anything new comes out will be broken. We already knew that, know that the things that are already are out are still broken and that even if we fix the stuff that we have found, we could still find more things. So none of this stuff is new. We're, we're basically doing talks over and over on, hey, did you know this was broken? And that was Dave's point about the IoT stuff. And he was saying that was dumb. But why is it not dumb when it's about every other topic, which we also know is broken? Right, web frameworks, mobile frameworks, hardware hacking, firmware, it's all the same. We already know it's broken. We already have a large list of ways it is broken. And more importantly, we don't have a fix for it. These things are not being addressed. Um, if you go to any sort of large organization, um, you have a giant backlog of things that aren't fixed. Right? So they don't need new ways to find broken things. They need ways to avoid things being broken or to fix the things they already know uh, need to be fixed. So I, my argument is that the top of this pyramid is addressing 
the issue of solving the problem, right? How do we keep things from breaking in the first place? Um, or how do we better address fixing the stuff that we know is broken? And I think very few talks are, are doing this kind of thing. It's not as sexy as look at this new tool or look at this new hack or look how broken things are. Um, and my only point to Dave is that, you know, I, I think we're throwing rocks uh, when surrounded by glass, right? It's just, uh, it's, it applies to more than just IoT. This is uh, industry-wide situation. So that's it for this episode. Hope it's been worth your time. You can find these headlines as well as more InfoSec, philosophy, and politics content at danielmiesler.com.